Loneliness kills. It's as powerful as smoking or alcoholism. Robert Waldinger. Man's time here is finite, but the influence of a man is infinite. The question is what shall we do with the daylight that remains? So the other day, one of my my friends and I were talking about, you know, what's the goal of parenting? Like you hear so many things what you should and shouldn't be doing with your kids, what, where you should be driving them, should you be correcting everything, should you correct nothing, somewhere in the middle, like, should you live in the city, do you want to be in a small town, like, there's just so many, there's infinite options and possibilities, and what's the best, you know, what's the best for your kid, and I don't know that there's a right answer for that, um, in fact, I assume there's not, everyone's different, everyone enjoys different things, uh, some people love big cities, some people like small towns, and you might thrive in one or the other, right? So I'm not really here to tell you that, but I just want to throw a few questions out there, um, a couple things to think about, and um, and maybe <laughs> cause you to to ponder, you know, what 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 you're doing with your kids and what you're doing in parenting, or what you will do when that time comes. So um, I want to start by reading a, a little poem says, if I had my child to raise all over again, I'd build self-esteem first and the house later. I'd finger paint more and point the finger less. I would do less correcting and more connecting. I'd take my eyes off my watch and watch with my eyes. I'd take more hikes and fly more kites. I'd stop playing serious and seriously play. I would run through more fields and gaze at more stars. I'd do more hugging and less tugging. So a lot of times, um, you know, as parents, we're we're, <laughs> we're trying to drive our kids to a certain place, and, and a lot of times that's adulthood too young, right? So that poem's essentially saying, you know, slow down, absorb it, connect, make sure you have good relationships that are strong, and uh, you have a lot of good experiences to reflect back on as as time goes by, not necessarily to be more successful all the time, right? I mean, here's a couple things, right? Do you want your kid to have, you know, quote unquote, better opportunities and graduate from a high school with an associate's degree and um, become a productive adult ASAP? You want to, you know, get through college by 21, 22 and have, you know, a, a bachelor's or master's degree and a job as soon as possible. Get into your career path. Or like Gary Vaynerchuk said, I saw one of his posts that said, you could screw everything up for 40 years and still be young as F, right? Um, (laughs) You could, like, personally, I'm not in a hurry to make my kids be adults and get into a career and and start checking in on the time clock, you know. Um, That's not necessarily what life is about. I hope that they have great experiences. I hope that they have uh, a variety of experiences and get to try things that they think they'll like. Even if it's just sort of like the creative stuff, you know, not very many people make it big in music or, or art, painting, singing, whatever, acting. Not very many people make it. Uh, but there's ways, and especially in this this world where you can have your own YouTube channel, your own podcast, your own 
um, music, SoundCloud, etc. You can create fans. You can easily create products, shirts, and things like that to sell and help your fans support you. It's a new world. So being a creative, there's a w- there's ways to make it outside of you know Hollywood or getting signed as a band or um, having someone sponsor your art or whatever. So so many different ways to to make it in something you want. So something you really enjoy. And so I want to make sure my kids have that. Also, do you want your kid to feel like they're extremely privileged? Uh, you know, grow up in an area where they are like, they're the, they're the big fish in town. They get everything much easier than everyone around them. Do you want them to feel like middle class where it's like, there's some people that have more or some people that have less, um, you know, where do I fit in in this whole thing? Um, do you want them to feel like underprivileged? Like they have to really work hard for everything that they get. And uh, if they don't work for it, they're not going to get it, right? Like which which ones of these settings do you prefer your children to be raised in? I think for me, I'm, I'm shooting more for like I want them to be somewhere middle class as far as feeling feeling middle class as far as like economics go. I want them to know that they're supported and they have opportunity. I don't want them to just get everything for free. Uh, I don't want them to feel like they deserve things because, you know, up till now or up till they graduate high school or whatever, they've always sort of been the most privileged. Uh, It's a weird dynamic, and I think a lot of it falls on the personality of the individual and the kid and the way we parent, but uh, um, just a few things to think about. You know, I I keep considering moving to a small town so that my kids can kind of um, experience a lot of everything, but then, of course, the advantages of big cities or, you know, some of the more affluent areas is is maybe more, more variety. But uh, as far as like sports and things like that are concerned, like you don't just get to play every sport. It's very competitive and you have to specialize young. Um, You know, my experience in high school is that I got to play every sport I wanted, uh, whether I had really worked at it or not. And now I was, you know, I was pretty athletic, but um, a lot of people did the same thing as me that that maybe didn't have the same natural athleticism and, and, uh, we got to participate in a lot of different things uh, and try it out. Even if I wasn't, you know, dead serious about something, I got to be a part of it. One thing that my wife and I heard from a, a childhood development specialist, um, she said that that a child needs five trustworthy, loving adults in their life in order to have a, a solid sense of self and community. Um, it's there's certain cultures that do this better than others, right? Um, I think the example she threw out there is a lot of times like the Hispanic culture, they're much more familial. Uh, they tend to tend to uh, live close to each other or even in multiple families in, in a house or whatever. And, and these kids grow up with this very like strong sense of family community support system, um, which is, is uh, extremely important to self-esteem and uh, the ability to know that you have people you can fall back on, people propping you up if you ever need to, people that you're working for, people that, that you can, you're looking forward to coming home after work and seeing again or going out and doing something. It's like the sense of community uh, in association with self. Which brings me to kind of what I wanted to talk about really is, is this 
what it, what is it that creates happiness, right? And there's that Harvard study that's called the Harvard Study of Adult Development. It's been going on for now 80 plus years. And uh, they started out with this group of uh, young kids and followed them um, with, you know, annual surveys and things to, to see what would make them happy and success and all these different traits. And uh, it's very interesting. So I'm going to I'm going to read some of a blog post from the, the Harvard Gazette, but uh, I'm going to sort of pick out the things that I um, really going for here. So uh, of the original Harvard cohort, uh, only 19 are still alive, all in their mid-90s. Among the original recruits were eventually President John F. Kennedy and longtime Washington Post editor Ben Bradley. Um, So a couple of very, very successful people. You know, after a while, they started including these people's children as well. So the, the cohort grew from the original group to now over 1,300 people who are in their 50s and 60s. Some have become very successful businessmen, lawyers, doctors, etc. Some others ended up as schizophrenics and alcoholics and, you know, a lot of depression. There were suicides, whatever. Um, and then they've added other cohorts as well. But over the years, research has, researchers have studied the participants' health trajectories and their broader lives including their triumphs and failures in careers and marriages. The surprising findings in that is that our relationships and how happy we are in our relationships has a powerful influence on our health, said Robert Waldinger, director of the study, psychiatrist at Massachusetts General Hospital and a professor of psychiatry at Harvard Medical School. Taking care of your body is important, but tending to your relationships is a form of self-care too. That, I think, is the revelation, he says. Close relationships more than money or fame are what keep people happy throughout their lives, the study revealed. Those ties protect people from life's discontents, help to delay mental and physical decline, and are better predictors of of long and happy lives than social class IQ or even genes. That finding proved true across the board among both the Harvard men and the inner city participants. Through the research, several studies found that people's level of satisfaction with their relationships at age 50 was a better predictor of physical health than their cholesterol levels were. When we gathered together everything we knew about them at age 50, it wasn't their middle-aged cholesterol levels that predicted how they were going to grow old, said Waldinger in a popular TED Talk. It was how satisfied they were in their relationships. The people who were the most satisfied in their relationships at 50 were the healthiest at age 80. Here's the thing, like like what's the end goal as a parent and also for yourself? What's the end goal? Are you are you trying to make more money? Is that really what's the goal for you? Are you trying to build strong relationships that are happy? Uh, are you trying to build characteristics in yourself that help have strong relationships? that are built on happiness and joy and shared trust and kindness and empathy. These are the things that I want to instill in my in myself as well as my children. And so I I kind of there's a roundabout way of getting there, but this 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 episode is just sort of a, a question to you like what things are you re- are really important to you? Do you have your the right priorities in the right place? Are you spending the right amount of time on the right things? So a lot of times when we talk about success and leadership and all this type of stuff, 
the first things that come to mind are not family relationships. What characteristics do I need to develop in myself in order to make my marriage better, in order to make my relationship with my kids better, in order to make my relationships with my parents, my friends better, right? Uh, What are those characteristics? Put those priorities at the top. If that's really what's going to matter about living long and living happy is those relationships, then what characteristics do I need to, to, to work on? Which ones are strong? Which ones are not? And how can I find help or resources to develop those? So on that note, uh, there's a couple of good books I've read. Uh, one is called um, Real Boys. It's a parenting, parenting book for parenting young boys. Um, how to instill self-esteem and strong character and things like that. I would take a look at Brene Brown's work with shame and self-esteem and relationships and things like that. The Five Languages of Love, The um, Five Languages of Apology, or is it Seven Languages of Apology? Anyway, there's multiple languages of apology written by the same author. Um, Those are excellent works. Um, My wife and I have a a kit, essentially, it's a marriage kit and it's got flashcards that asks us questions about one another, questions to ask each other. It's got exercises to do together as well as individually. There's like there's so many different ways to um, improve your skills. And so I'll put a few links to those those things in the notes. And so if you're interested, you can check those out. But um, as always, I appreciate you all listening and we'll catch you on the next one. Hey, thanks for listening to the entire episode. As a token of gratitude, I want to give you a discount on my book, Ingrained. Head over to bronsonwilkes.com slash store and download Ingrained for less than a dollar with the coupon code GOALS, G-O-A-L-S.